Hello and welcome to the In Squash podcast bonus episode day today, episode 135 with Dean Brown of Super Squash Saturdays. He was one of the lead, uh, he was one of the commentators himself and uh, Graham riding last week in the kickoff of Super Squash Saturdays between uh, Diego Elias and Jonathan Power and I thought it'd be great to reach out to Dean. He's a Canadian squash player who's been around for many years and had a very good uh, competitive career and we'll talk to him about uh, squash and how he got into the super squash Saturdays thing so I'm not going to go on for too long here Uh, we'll talk to Dean and lay that all out so episode 135 bonus episode super squash Saturdays the second installment of which is coming up later today so you're you're in Edmonton now are you Dean yeah, well, I'm, so I'm, I'm traveling back and forth. My family is still in Toronto. Okay. Uh, now, I, I got hired by Daryl Cates, the guy that owns Edmonton Oilers. Okay. He, he started a fitness company called Archetype, and I'm the CEO of this new fitness company. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, the first club, yeah, the first club's here in Edmonton, obviously, because the Oilers and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm here. It's challenging, but you know. You're, you're, you're connected with the great one now. Yeah, exactly. You got it. You got it. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, thanks for doing this, Dean. I, I just thought, you know, people obviously, you know, we might know who you are, and uh, most people might know Graham, but uh, obviously, I, I know who you are. But I thought it'd be great to lay lay that up because you did such an amazing job uh, last week. It, it was so much fun. Uh, so oh, great. To- fun. We're, we're having fun with it for sure. We're. We're, you know, tomorrow's another one, right? So Graham and I have been talking all day, so. Okay. We're doing it in the meeting, so. Yeah, yeah, that, that's why I figured it'd be great to have you on. I'm going to post this uh, right away soon on my uh, okay. my little podcast that I have. So uh, so you're um, Dean Brown here with me today, by the way. Dean, uh, it's great to see your face and great to hear your voice. Now, I know you from, from squash, uh, from the junior days and from back in um, – uh, when I played for the provincial team for Nova Scotia, and we used to hook up a little bit. We'll get into that a bit later, but just lay out again. Uh, uh, I know we just talked about it, but uh, your your background, your squash story, a little bit uh, for the the listeners out there. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not a huge story, but I uh, I, I grew up playing under a guy named Dennis Goodfellow, who was uh, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago, but mm-hmm. he was uh, squash coach. Uh, in a small town called Ajax, Ontario, um, kind of unique that it was it was sort of a, a hockey town. It was only twenty thousand people when I grew up there, but there was a big British uh, population from actually from the war. It was a, it was a, it was a, there was a, a battleship named the HMS Ajax, and it was sort of a they they made uniforms for the war, um, and okay. so there was a big British population there, and they built a community center when I was about ten. And uh, in it, they had they built eight squash courts, which is just kind of weird, unheard of, right, for a little town like that. And uh, Dennis Goodfellow uh, started a program there, and you either played hockey in the Ajax, you played squash. Okay, and, yeah, you uh, know what that? Uh, you know, I was going to say Ajax. Uh, you might have been ten at this time, so I think you're a few years younger than me. Uh, I'm in my early. Early fifties, fifty-one. So you might be forty-eight or so. Or, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, but my very first junior national was in Ajax, and yeah, I remember right. Dennis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And from that's that time, my dad took me to watch that. 
Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you know who I? Wait. You know who I was billeted with that weekend? Uh, we roomed together with Darren Thompson. Oh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> quite, a, quite a weekend. <laughs> that was a good weekend. Yeah, yeah. Young and up, young up and coming juniors. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see Darren's wedding coincidentally. That's kind of funny. Mm. Um, but yeah. So anyway, so so uh, they, yeah, they built this little the squash club in this small town, and uh, that's how I got into it. And before long, we would have had like ten juniors out of this small town, all ranked in uh, in Canada. Yeah. And uh, so I uh, yeah I, I played junior squash, and you know I did pretty well in it. Junior, I, I, I peaked at 14, I all say. <laughs> so, well, don't sell yourself short. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, so but I, I, I mean, you have, and you, you have a, I mean, hardball was the thing last weekend, obviously, and it was amazing to see uh, the way they, the Jonathan and, uh, and Diego played it. But the hardball is a different, uh, I mean, it's squash, obviously, but it's a different game. You could definitely see that, and I think it caught a lot of uh, the international viewers uh, pleasantly by surprise. Um, yeah, but, uh, you yeah. you have a hardball background because I, I did I did a little bit of research for for this, and you you're you're a two time junior national champion, if I'm not mistaken. I was, yeah, I yeah. was, yeah. I was really, I think I was really the last group that played both games. So we played. Uh, there was a, like a hardball season and a softball season back then. Okay. So. Yeah, so the hardball season was kind of the fall to January, February, and then you switched over and played softball from February to May. So, uh, yeah, I well, was... It's, I, it's I, interesting, isn't it? Because across Canada, uh, up until maybe the mid to late 80s, at, at least in Nova Scotia, all of our courts, and we played softball, but we played on the yeah. hardball court. Right, yeah. We and, played hard, softball right. on the hardball court. Yeah, and the junior hardball thing was really, it was Quebec and, and Ontario. I mean, I don't think much other parts of Canada were even playing it then. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I was I was joking on the thing, but I was, I think I was the last guy to win the Canadian Junior Hardball Championship, 18 and under, and I think that was the last year. Okay. I won it. <laughs> but that, that that's huge because uh, I mean uh, I don't know who would I mean some big names out of Canada played hardball. I'm mean, Gary Waite, yeah. uh, you know he he was arguably you know he was up there with, among the greatest hardball players ever, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, sure. Gary and uh, there was guys like Jeff Stanley. He was American, really yeah, great, yeah. you know, gr great players. Uh, uh, Stoneberg, I think he he was a hardball yeah, player. Yeah. Really good player, for you sure. know. So I mean, a lot, a lot of really good players, and you were you were there at that time, uh, uh, learned playing the game. So for for those people who may not know the intricacies of the hardball game, I mean, you could see John, Jonathan. I think has a bit of a resume on the hardball court, not not extensive, but he's played it a bit. Uh, De oh yeah. Diego, yeah, yeah. Diego maybe not so much. Maybe through Jonathan, he he's hit a hard ball here, you know, here and there. But uh, what are the sort of the, the fundamentals, if you will? Uh, well, I mean, Jonathan's smart. He picked hard balls. You don't really have to run too much. No, no, no. Exactly. Well, that uh, otherwise, you know, his his movement would have been uh, yeah. exposed pretty badly. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's not. I mean, in, in like in a softball game where. I think the game's changed now a lot with with the way it's gone now with the equipment and scoring and stuff. But, you know, it used to sort of work the front of the court to create an opening and, and win a rally. And hardball, the front of the court is really, you put the ball away. So <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no real front of the court sort of moving around and working the guy. It's really you get an opening and you hit a winner to the front and the rally's over sort of thing. So yeah. that uh, – 
that's definitely helping Jonathan right now against Diego, at least for now. I, I, we'll see yeah. what happens tomorrow. So, yeah, I mean, if you were, you know, you could probably go into uh, Diego's corner if you wanted to. And, and I think in a few occasions, maybe uh, in your color commentary you did uh, last week, uh, what would you, uh, what sort of advice would you give Diego in terms of maybe expose, is it, is it possible to expose uh, movement in, in a hardball game? I guess it, it has to be. I think I think the trick for Diego on this, if he can get on the ball earlier, which is which is I think challenging for him because the ball is so much faster and he's not used to the pace. Yeah. But I I think once he gets used to the pace and can start volleying more and getting on the ball quicker and controlling the middle, I think Jonathan will have a hard time. Now whether he'll be able to do that with all of Jonathan's uh, mental powers and tactics, <laughs> you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see, but. Uh, that would be my advice to Diego is get on the ball really early if he can do it. I mean, I was really – I mean, I was obviously impressed with the squash, but I was impressed with Jonathan. I mean, he, he was moving He was moving he pretty really well. Was. I mean, into the front corners, he was, like, lunging and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's so competitive, right? So, yeah, yeah. And, and you know that he wouldn't have put this together. I mean, he's one of my best friends, so I'll say it. But, you know, he would not have put this together unless he knew he had a chance at winning or at least competing in this. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, he, he knows for sure. He, for, he's got a few extra pounds on him, and, you know, yeah. he, uh, he likes to have fun, too. So, but he looked really good. Like, he did, I did, yeah. Yeah, that little short, you know, the, the, without any backswing, that little short cut uh, forehand, you know, cross-court cut shot there yeah. that, he, that he likes to play. That was really effective. Yeah, I thought 100%. And it's it is it's a good game, the hardball game. It's it's mm. especially when they play it on that wide court because you, you get a bit more you get a bit more rallies that way, and you mm. can't you know block the guy out as, as much. So it's a it's a fun game to watch actually. I, I, you know, I thought that was really really enjoyable watching those. Games. No, I think so too. I think everybody enjoyed it. Especially, well, given the fact that we're, there's no you know we're just watching the old you know classic matches on uh, squash TV or whatever it is nowadays, but. Uh, yeah, that was that was really good. Now, this it wasn't your first rodeo, Dean. I, I mean, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I have uh, a video. I think it might have been one of the first squash videos that I ever purchased. It was uh, and it was JP 1996 tournament of champions against oh, Craig yeah. Rowland in the final. Right. And I think you you were uh, doing the commentary. I, if I I'm not mistaken. Did, I mean, I was definitely a lot more serious in that one, but. Uh... You know, well, yeah, you were, but I think you know at the same time the, the you know the the humor, the sense of humor came out, and and you know you're you're you know you love the game of squash, and that definitely came out. Yeah. Uh, was it with Vic uh, Vic Router? It was with Vic Router. Yeah. Right. And, uh, <laughs> curling. He was a curling aficionado. He was. I see. I got a really funny story. So, well, first oh, of all, that Craig Rowland beat Jauncher in that tournament. Yeah, and, yeah, that's right. And then that's what happened. Craig was all business, man. He was all yeah. business. Yeah. Huge win, and then Jonathan won the final. But the funny story was that I threw in just for drama. So it was Jonathan's first big final. And uh, his dad was there. But his dad was there all week, so it wasn't like a big deal. But um, when Vic Router put the camera on Jonathan's father, and he was sort of gleaming as the match was going on, and I completely made up the fact that his dad traveled overnight by Greyhound bus to see the okay. final. <laughs> <laughs> just, add, just add some sort of fun to it. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, but I let it go. I, I, I did it mostly so the power and, and his dad would hear it after and go fuck off. 
basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you're related. You you know, you being so close to them, they, you know, they they see the humor in it, right? Yeah. But the funny part was at the very end of the match, Power won it. And his dad ran on the quarter. I can't remember exactly, but his dad ran on the quarter, or John came off. And then Vic Rowder goes, and there's John Power Jr. <laughs> who traveled all the way overnight by bus. I remember that. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was right. He traveled all the way by bus. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, I dropped that early. It was a complete lie. It was a complete lie. That's great. That's great. Uh, now, that, that was a seminal moment in Jonathan's uh, career, wasn't it? Yeah, that, I, that, I, for sure. That was his first professional win. Yeah, it was at the, uh, was at the Heights Casino in Brooklyn on the, yeah. uh, the tennis courts. They put the glass court up there, yeah. Because uh, his star sort of rose after that. I mean, he, he did the, you know, he went to Hong Kong, won that Hong Kong Open, I think a year later, got his first victory over Jancher uh, shortly after that, and then things started to sort of come together for him. Because yeah, before, before that, we all knew the talent was there. And uh, the, the story I like to tell, you know, I was in, um, I think it was the Quebec Open, like two years prior to that. And he would have been 17 or 18. And uh, he got to the final. And I went up with the, the guys from the Maritimes. We drove up uh, in a van yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, had a great time. We all sort of lost in the second or third round of that event. But Jonathan was in our hotel room like an hour before, uh, before the final. <laughs> And then he walked oh, over. A lot of stories like that. Then he I almost guess. beat Jamie Crombie. He lost in five in the final. But, uh, oh, did he? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, no, he's he. I mean, the guy is uh, he's a one of a kind, you know. And I think there are many many players have tried to do what he's done in terms of mixing the the lifestyle and the ability, and he just he just no. can't do it. No, it's no, just not you know. I, I definitely tried, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. It had miserable, ended in miserable failure in many aspects. Of that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I just wanted to talk, I just wanted to mention to you, Dean, the, um, the last time that we met, actually, uh, I wanted to, br- I'll bring up the, the city, see if you can place the, uh, name the occasion, Nanaimo. Oh yeah, okay. No, I do remember Nanaimo for sure. So that was would have been the Canadian team championship. That's right. Probably. That's right. That was the Canadian team champ. That was the last time, uh, probably the biggest, uh, maybe one of the biggest wins of my uh, not. Wi- I, I mean, over guys from Ontario and that that kind of stuff. I, I took out Trevor Borland in that event. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah <laughs> took him out three three nil. So that that was a good very win for Nova Scotia over Manitoba. Well, you know what? You know what? I, I what I remember about that was. There was, there was a guy from out east, and maybe it was you, but I don't think it was you, who could do a shot down his face. Do you remember that guy? He would put a shot glass like oh, yeah. on, on his forehead, yeah. and then, the, then the, the, the alcohol would trickle down his forehead, around his eye, and then into his mouth. Do you remember that guy? I do, yeah. yeah. It was, I think he was from, uh, he might have been from uh, Newfoundland. That sounds well, that like a Newfoundland trick. Where my head is, that was the high, That's what I remember. I remember that guy that could do shots down his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> but what I what I remember about that event was at the uh, I think it was the Saturday night uh, social. Um, you took you took the mic, and uh, you told a joke <laughs> to everybody, and, and it was a fantastic joke. And then uh, I think a couple of us, I, including me, we tried to follow up. Mine fell flat. 
So I want to I want to try to make up for it here. All right, I got a good joke, uh, and I see if you can um, come up with one uh, after this one. All right, here we go. Uh, this is a true story, by the way. Okay, true story. Uh, back in uh, Dalhousie, I went to Dal, and I uh, used to work at this uh, the the grad house. One night I was closing up, and uh, this old, really old guy was coming. It was like twelve thirty at night, pissed drunk. He couldn't even he barely walked. So he comes up to the bar, and I said, look, sir, you know, I can't be serving you any drinks tonight. You've had too many anyways. He goes, no, 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 no. Uh, I just want to shoot a one dart at, at your dartboard there. <laughs> so I said, well, all right, well, you know, be careful. You can barely stand up. So he goes, yeah, well, I'm going to get a bullseye. I'll show you. So I go, yeah, whatever. And he, so anyways, he stands up, goes up there, bullseye. First shot, I couldn't believe it. Even in his state, I, he managed to get a bullseye. So he says, See, I, uh, I told you, now where's my prize? I said, prize? What are you talking about, prize? Yeah, where's my prize, he said. So uh, I'm looking around, and uh, I remember earlier in the day, um, I bought my nephew a little uh, turtle, small turtle. It was in a shoebox on the floor of the, the bar, so I gave it to him. I said, I'll just get my, my nephew something else. So he goes, ah, thank you, and he walks out. So I'll figure I'll never see him again. Two weeks later, he, he shows up again, drunk again, could barely stand up and uh, sort of comes up. And I said, look, uh, sir, I can't be serving you any drinks here. And he goes, no, 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 no. I just want another shot at the dartboard. One more. He must have been walking by and kind of remembered what happened last time. So I said, all right, but just be careful. I mean, he could barely stand up again. Sure enough, bullseye again, first shot. Bullseye. So he goes, where's my prize? I'm thinking, my Jesus, prize. What? Well, what? I'm not sure. What, what did I give you last time? He goes, uh, you gave me um, uh, a roast beef sandwich on a hard roll. <laughs> I like it. I'm yeah. going to leave it. I'm not going to return and repeat one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave. Did I make up for that? I think mine fell real flat at the uh, in the nine. I do sort of remember that. It was Steve Lawton. I think he was in the house, too, there. Lawton, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was howling at me after, uh, after my, my lame attempt, but hopefully that made up for it. Now, what, what, do, you, uh, what do you expect here tonight uh, in uh, Super Squash Saturdays uh, Part 2? Part two. You know what? I, 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 I think Jonathan's going to win again. I do. Uh, I, think, I think maybe this might be the last one he wins, but I just got a feeling uh, Diego won't quite have passed him yet. I think Jonathan's probably better than he was last week, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He's, a, he's, I, I he's, he's all lubed up now. I think so, yeah. I think you'll hold him off for one more match, but we'll see. And I know that there's betting on this thing now, right? You can actually, oh, really? Online? Yeah. There's a... Uh, to go, if you check on Super Squash Saturday, but there's a a, a betting uh, online thing to pick this thing up. I guess the guy's got nothing to bet on right now. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> let's, let's bet on Super Squash Saturday with Power and, and Elias. So okay. yeah, and, uh, so I mean, maybe maybe those guys have hooked it up so they know who's going to win tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, now that the, now that there's <laughs> betting on it, I bet I bet you that JP's even more serious about it. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But it'll be fun. I mean, and uh, they've, they've actually got some uh, – we met them today, and I'm terrible. I, I can't remember their names, but they're quite good squash players um, um, from from Peru. 
that okay. are also going to be uh, commentating in Spanish because of all the following of this thing. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, in Red Bull. So are you going to be doing it from your, this is, looks like a hotel office tell there kind of thing, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So I'll be doing it from here, but they're going to be doing it in Spanish. Um, I know that Red Bull is, is become involved in this on a sponsorship level of, of some magnitude. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess with, you know, this crazy world that we're in right now, there's nothing to do. So. And for a know, lot of people who don't, you know, we don't get to the inside uh, scoop on, you know, we're not there all the time with the pros. And, uh, but Graham Riding, he, he's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And no, not he's many hilarious. people know that about him, right? Like, he's really... He's he looks really like he's all business on the squash court. If you just watch his matches, he's very professional, very efficient with what he does. He, he plays a no-nonsense type of squash game. So you figure, oh, this, this guy must be, you know, he, he takes it seriously. He's a straight shooter. Yeah, yeah. No, he, I mean, he grew up with all of us, right? So if you didn't have a sense of humor, you are going to get killed. So, <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, you really, you really had no choice but to survive. There was a bunch of us. I'm... I'm uh, three years older than Jonathan and for two years, two or three years older than Jonathan and three or four years older than Graham. But because right. they were, they were so good. Like uh, they were always playing against us. Right. So we, uh, you know, we had to, we had to put them down somehow. And usually it was with, you know, making fun of them. Yeah. I caught, what did Graham say? He was, he was talking about uh, Jonathan's, uh, what was it? His fast hands, his, his, uh, his <laughs> not not fast like hands on the squash court, but fast hands off the court. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> From back oh in the God, day. So <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of stories. I mean, so uh, Jonathan and I would be each other's oldest friend. Like I've known him since he was eight, and yeah. I yeah, and I would have I would have been eleven. So it's like long, long time of uh, lots of stories and. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, competing against each other and all that stuff. So it's, it's been so much fun. I mean, the squash, what's cool about this thing is the squash world is such a, like, I, I know you're, uh, you're in Emirates, right? Is that where yeah, you are? Dubai, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it just shows you that the tightness of this world, the squash world is so cool, right? Oh yeah. And, 100%. Uh, yeah. And I think this is bringing, you know, this, this time of, of craziness and everyone kind of locked down and, I think this is bringing all of us together. So I think it's such a, it's, it's was Jonathan's idea totally. And, uh, and then he, he uh, texted me and Graham and I actually did a few commentary things for this uh, Canada cup thing a few years ago. Okay. So, so Jonathan um, texted me and said, Hey, we need you to commentate this thing with writing. And I, and I, I texted writing and I just said, the dynamic duo is back. And he said, for what? I said, not my story to tell, but you'll get some from Jonathan soon. So. <laughs> That's awesome. You're, yeah, watching so a bit of, you're watching a bit of hockey there in the background, are you? Oh, I guess, yeah. I just got the old reruns. You know, I was, I was loving was the Masters reruns a few weeks ago. Oh, you know, uh, the, the golf. Yeah. I yeah. Just, oh, man, I that's know, all I, I've been watching. I love the Masters. Uh, the clubs are closed here. Yeah, and I love the Masters, and it, and, it, and it worked. They just pretend I didn't know who won, but you got yeah. the voices and sounds, and you know. Yeah, right now Masters. I'm watching, I think it's the 2010 Masters, uh, and I'm at, I think it's up to hole 13, 14. It's Mickelson and K.J. Choi are, are, are tied. Oh, okay, got it, yeah. uh, tied, This is like Tiger just after that craziness that happened, and he's in the mix too. We got uh, it, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, well, Westwood was one up. 
but he he melted down uh, there in yeah. the last uh, in the last round, and he it's, still hasn't won a major. I love I love I love watching the golf for sure. Oh yeah, so. oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dean, I uh, really appreciate you coming on here and laying this out yeah. for us. And uh, you did a fantastic job uh, last week, and uh, I was what you know I, I gave you some props there on the YouTube uh, chat room. Uh, I think so did Eric Baldwin. He, he was all oh, fired up. So. <laughs> well, yeah, we well we, we, you know we, we we have affinity with Jonathan because even you know back when he was eight, he at that time was had just moved from Prince Edward Island, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, us from the Maritimes, we we have a bit of a JP connection He's through that point. as well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. And, and Graham and I, we got a few other things up our sleeves and stuff. For so we're trying to trying to do this in kind of serious Ron Burgundy style, if that makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> well, that, that that's the, that's how it came off last week in serious Ron Burgundy, and it came off really well. Appreciate yeah, your good. time, Dean. Take take care, and uh, all the okay, best, mate. Cheers, buddy. Well, that's it. Bonus episode 135 with Dean Brown of Super Squash Saturdays. Really looking forward to uh, the second installment of that today. Thanks to Dean for coming on and uh, laying it all out for us. He has, uh, like he said, a a very strong background in hardball. He's been on the mic before. He uh, commentated on several professional squash matches, but one that uh, sticks out for me was back in the day when he commentated the – I think it was 1996 Tournament of Champions. Jonathan's breakthrough win when he won that one uh, over Craig Rowland in the final. Uh, looking forward to more from Dean, Graham, and the team. Of course, uh, Diego and Jonathan will be playing for the crown uh, later on today. Uh, let's all enjoy that for what it is, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. Take care, and have a great day. Goodbye now.